This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salters. Matter of fact, it's Father's Day morning, and um, we are in a very interesting uh, program this morning. We've been sharing some thoughts on uh, Father's Day. You know, this day you mentioned that term and there are many different thoughts and images that come to mind on a lot of us um, will recall a specific eh, characteristic or quality of our fathers or perhaps some specific incident from our lives that involved our fathers uh, too. And originally in discussion, we're scheduled to be focused on Talking about the topic of uh, sun safety, um, skin cancer, and I'm pleased to say that we've been able to connect with the guest who is scheduled to be with us. Uh, unfortunately, he had something he's going to explain in his family uh, overnight uh, that prevented him from being with us earlier, and we appreciate the fact that you are kind enough to join us at this point on our program. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman is uh, joining us in his background. He's a team dermatologist with the Baltimore Orioles, clinical assistant professor at Drexel University Hospital, on the board of directors of the Pennsylvania Academy of Dermatology, and in 2011 was the Dermatologist of the Year in the state of Pennsylvania. And as I mentioned, he's joining us to talk with us on our program. First of all, good morning. Hi, Bob. And um, I'll say happy Father's Day to you, but, you know, you've, I understand... You've been in the emergency room with your wife overnight. Yep, what, what? I had a rough night. She um she blew out her knee. Um she blew out her medial meniscus and her gastroc muscle. Oh. And um we've been in the ER and I, I kinda lost track of time. I can certainly understand that and I appreciate you being kind enough to even join us on our program. Um what's what's the prospect or what things look like for her? How long is she gonna wind up being there? Well, she's going to have to have surgery um, to repair the uh, the meniscus, and uh, you know, I think she's pitching for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking about. I had listeners talking about Father's Day. Um, one of our listeners actually tied in the topic of Father's Day with talking about skin cancer because his father died from uh, skin cancer uh, back in. 2003, I say that word or those two words, skin cancer, in 2017, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? First thing that comes to my mind is that people don't take um, skin cancer seriously. They, they, they think of it as a minor thing. And, um, you know, skin cancer is the number five cause of all cancer deaths in the United States. So when you look at uh, cancers like uh, breast cancer and prostate cancer and colon cancer, skin cancer is number five on the list of, of fatalities. And I don't think people realize um, how important a disorder this is to try to decrease. And, and we have ways of decreasing the incidence and decreasing the fatalities. 
When we talk about the incidence of skin cancer, um, how prevalent is it in our society? Well, um, you know, of all the different types of skin cancer, one in five Americans will have a type of skin cancer in their lifetime. So we're talking about many people you know, many people you work with, many relatives. We're talking about a lot of people. By the way, Bob, do we have a good connection? Because you're low, but, but I'm, I'm, I hope you can hear me well. We can hear you fine, and I'll speak up. Great. So we're talking about a, a cancer that everybody will have some contact with at some point in their life through relatives and friends, because we're talking about a lot of people. When we talk about skin cancer, there are different forms of skin cancer. A lot of people are probably familiar with and have heard the term melanoma, but what are the types of skin cancer? So, you know, uh, the melanoma or the malignant melanoma, which is a synonym, um, is extremely dangerous. Um, as I mentioned, most most of the deaths that occur will occur from the melanoma type of skin cancer. But again, we're talking about number five on the list of all cancer deaths. So we're talking about a lot of people. Um, malignant melanoma, if diagnosed early, and this is the this is the crime and not getting this under control. If diagnosed early, is almost a hundred percent curable. So by having um, People get screening and get checked regularly by a dermatologist. You know, we recommend people get checked once a year, go to a dermatologist, get looked at from head to toe. And it really should be a board-certified dermatologist that's looking you over to get the proper examination because sometimes the beginning of melanoma can be very subtle. And you want to pick up these changes early on because, again, as we talked about, it's almost 100% curable if picked up early. The, 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 the sin is that many times melanoma is not picked up early. It's picked up late. And then um, the treatments for melanoma are very, very difficult if it's picked up late. And a lot of people who have met, of late melanoma will, will die from melanoma. There's also more common types of skin cancer that don't kill you, uh, basal cell skin cancer. But a basal cell can be very locally destructive. You can lose an ear, you can lose an eye, you can lose the nose. Um, we know of patients who've had to wear plastic noses uh, to cover up the, the devastating effects of, of, of basal cell carcinoma. Um, we know of patients who've lost an ear. Um, that's the basal cell skin cancer. It's the most common. And then there's one in the middle called squamous cell carcinoma that can kill people also. Um, and... Um, it's, it's middle in, in, in incidence. It's not as common as the basal cell carcinoma, which millions of Americans will get, but it's not as um, uh, less likely as the melanoma. But again, because melanoma is so, so devastating and causes fatalities, that's why we, we focus a lot on it. Who is most at risk for skin cancer? So, Bob, the lighter you are, the more at risk you are from, from skin cancer. So the the Patients who are very light-skinned and don't tan easily and burn very very quickly, the uh, red hair guys, the, the freckles, the blue eyes, the green eyes, they're, they're just more likely to get a melanoma or a skin cancer of any type than the patients who are darker-complected. 
But I've seen skin, I've seen uh, skin cancer and melanoma in African Americans also. So you can you can get it no matter who you are. But the likelihood is more more likely in a light skinned person. And of course, it's how much sun exposure you've had. If you work outdoors, um, and that's why we've that's why we've done screenings for baseball players and started a baseball uh, a screening program is because these guys had sun exposure from the time they were three and four years old when they were playing baseball outdoors. Remember, baseball for kids is a day game. You know, for for baseball players, they usually play at night, but the thing is that they, to get to that level, they've been outdoors their entire lives, getting huge amounts of sun exposure. Um, so people who work as roofers, people who work on ships, people who work at the beach, uh, people who are outdoors, construction, they get more sun exposure, and there's definitely an increased risk as we increase the ultraviolet light exposure, whether natural light or going to a suntan parlor where you get artificial sun exposure. Um in Pennsylvania, um, as you know, I, I'm in Philadelphia. You know, I practice in Philly, but in Pennsylvania, we we actually passed um, laws which took a, a long time to pass. It took 20 years of work by the uh, Pennsylvania Academy of Dermatology to pass laws that prevent kids under the age of 18 from going to suntan parlors. It's illegal um, for for a um, teenager to get sun exposure in a suntan parlor when they're under the age of 18, unless, of course, there's the exception, Bob. Remember the exception we talked about once? Yes. It's called the prom rule. Right. If you want to get tan for your prom and your mom writes you a note that you're getting a tan for the prom, it's called a prom rule, from 17 to 18, with parental permission, you're allowed to get the devastating effects of extra sun exposure. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. The prom rule. This idea of... The tanning parlors. You know, there's been a lot of talk about this over the years. And the question that always comes up is that level of exposure in, you know, the confined space, etc., for the period of time that there is, how dangerous is that really? Well, here's the problem, Bob. You get a certain amount of sun in your life. You get a certain amount of ultraviolet light exposure. The people who go to the content parlors usually get the regular amount of sun exposure, and then they get the extra sun exposure from going to the content parlors. So now they're getting twice as much or three times as much, and they're getting it faster than somebody who's not going to the content parlor. So there's been a um, there's been a blip of, of of women between the ages of 25 and 35 to 40, that have a higher rate of melanoma than other age groups and other demographics. And it is thought that this is the group that 15 years ago, because there's a lag effect. You know, the sun you get today doesn't lead to skin cancer tomorrow. There's a lag effect of many years. So these women frequented, it's thought that they frequented suntan parlors 10, 15 years earlier. And now the effects of, of that have led to a blip in uh, a higher incidence of melanoma. And there have been medical articles in, in, in some of the dermatology journals that have discussed that specifically. And um, I'm sure people can probably Google that if they go online and, and read about the increased risk of melanoma 
in that age group because in general women will use the suntan parlors more than the men. That's that's just a general statistical rule because they're more concerned about, you know, getting that tan for the prom. I don't think the, the boys worry as much about that or focus as much on that. Do you know what I mean, Bob? Mm. I know what you mean. When we talk about the prevention side of sun exposure, and we're talking with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman on our program on the fan this Sunday morning. Uh, he's joined us in the home stretch of this uh, six o'clock hour of our program, talking with him about uh, skin cancer and the whole idea of sun safety. You know, we're on basically the the cusp of summer officially uh, starting. Sunscreen. What words to the wise do you have for us about sunscreen and also about the use of it? Well, sunscreen, my advice and, and the word is use it because um, it, de- it decreases ultraviolet exposure to the skin and it protects you. It doesn't, it doesn't bring your risk down to zero um, and when you use sunscreen, it doesn't mean you can stay out for 15 hours, but you can stay out much longer without getting the same amount of ultraviolet damage to the skin and without getting the same burn. And people ask about suntan, um, sunscreen uh, uh, numbers on the sun, sunscreens. Right. You've seen the SPF 25, 50. So I, I did a little experiment on my own without doing a, a, a sophisticated study where I put number 30 sunscreen on one arm and number 100 sunscreen on the other arm. And my, my boys play baseball, so I'm outdoors, unfortunately, a lot outside. <laughs> um, you can't really watch a baseball game easily without being outside unless, you know, you're in a very sophisticated ballpark where you're in a suite or undercover. And I found very clearly that the side that I used, the number 30, became more red than the side that I used the 100. The 100 side definitely burned slower, tanned slower. There was more protection. And there's no question that as you go up, now, some people can't tolerate the highest numbers because they just get irritated. But, you know, my advice to all my patients is to use the highest number sunscreen SPF factor that they can as long as they don't get irritated. And they make so many different kinds nowadays. They make them with cream. They make them with uh, a spray where it's non-oily. For our acne patients, we recommend they use an oil-free sunblock so they don't clog their pores. Um, There's uh, there's gels, there's creams. In spring training, um, I take care of the uh, Orioles. In spring training, we have a sunscreen station right before they go out on the field. And we have, like, 25 different types of sunscreen there so that each player can pick the sunscreen that they like the best. So somebody can't complain, oh, this one's too oily, this one's too drying, this one's too creamy. They get to choose from a whole variety of different sunscreens um, so that there's a better chance that the players use it. And the reaction, the response of the players to that being there? Oh, there's, there's no question that as we've increased um, awareness among the baseball community and have made available the sunscreens that they're using it much more. There is so much more sunscreen use now than when I started working with baseball um, 18, 19 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, The awareness 
the usage. And you know what else, Bob? Society has changed. These players grew up with parents who were more aware of using sunscreen. Oh, yes. Very much so. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman, thank you very much for joining us on our program. Certainly our best to your wife, too. But we do appreciate you joining us. Thank you, and I apologize for being late. Um, I had so much going on in the emergency room. It was a difficult situation. Not at all. Certainly our best to your wife, too. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman joining us on our program on the fan. This, You know, this is live radio. This is what happens in radio. This is why this program is undoubtedly. And John Minko, many years ago, termed it this. A fun fest. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.